rock and roll. We're going to talk about addiction today. Addiction. Addiction is going to be the topic of Brothers Keepers Podcast, episode four, called The High Life. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. First thing a lot of people think of is drugs and alcohol. That's the first thing. That's it's, the first it's thing. It's so much deeper than that. Well, that's the most obvious <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the most apparent, but that's not the only thing that people are addicted to. Um, I would actually say that's not even the most prevalent thing that people are addicted to. Is addiction habit? Uh, I think they correlate. habits form addiction. Mm, talk about it. Um, and I think some addictions are habitual, sure, but not every habit is an addiction, so to speak, because I think with the concept of addiction, you, you, you take into account that, you know, there's something that you're getting out of whatever that activity is that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason you do it is because you get some kind of positive feedback for it, right? Dopamine hit, adrenaline rush, something like that. But is it always a positive? I don't. Is what always positive? Uh, and then an addiction. It's not. It's not that you always get a positive. You get outcome. something out of it. You, because you that's the thing, right? right? So addic- addiction is is linked to uh, the dopamine chemical in the brain, right? right? That's the reward system that every time you do something that feels good or give you a positive feeling, that's a dopamine hit, and it will motivate you to continue to do that thing right. or to repeatedly do it. Right. So all addiction is tied to that chemical response, and that's what feeds the addiction, mm. um, along with the other uh, brain chemicals, you know, adrenaline and and even testosterone and estrogen, all of those biological um, factors play a part in why people are addicted to things. But like I said, it, it can be anything. It's not just drugs. It's not just alcohol. Um, you know, you got social media addiction. Right. You got uh, sex addiction or um, a term I learned recently is, is PMO addiction. What's that? Break that which down. Which is uh, porn, masturbation, orgasm addiction. Wow. Talk about it. Right. So that was a new term for me. How many, just, how many people out that. there got a PMO addiction, though? I think the PMO is the status quo. Mm. Whoa, how about that for a slogan? <laughs> PMO is the status quo. PMO is the status quo because that's like standard operating procedure to be to experience that on a regular basis, whether it's through, you know, uh, sex in a relationship, sex in a marriage, whether it's through masturbation, whatever it is. Right. I think we have all been conditioned by our culture and our own habits and some of our addictions that this is the normal way to be. Right. Now, normal is also subjective. So normal for you might not be normal for me. Right. But um, as far as what's best for everybody, I think it's fair game when we're talking about addiction. Now, I was also reading that addiction is considered to be a disease because of it has a control over your mind, body, soul, your spirit, and uh, <clears throat> pretty much how you, you, you operate. You know, it, it pretty much dictates the things that you do. You lose control once you once you become addicted to whatever it is that it is. Sure. I mean, I think in this, in this day and age, in this culture, for all of us, me included, before putting anybody on front street or them feeling like I'm putting them on front street, social media. Mm. I hate the addiction that I have when it comes to my phone and social media. Mm. That has to be a disease. Mm. Now, how do you define a disease? Because um, to me, I, I hear the argument for it, and I'm and I won't say no, right, right. But I hear the argument for it, but I don't put social media or 
even drug and alcohol addiction in the same category as cancer. Now, you can call them both diseases, but to me, those are different because uh, one is behavior, mm-hmm. right? One is, uh, you could say, impulse. One is um, something that you're almost kind of inflicting on yourself, so to speak. Right. Not entirely, because if you are enslaved to addiction, then it, it, it becomes hard. But you can't do anything about cancer or right. diabetes or whatever, even though diabetes to some extent is 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 due to your behavior. But to me, I just put diseases like if you got leukemia or like sickle cell or something that you had no control over. Right. To say that that's the same kind of disease as something like obesity well, or no. addiction. Well, no, I wouldn't say that it's the same kind of disease. So we're using the same word, mm-hmm. but it's broken down into infractions in different terms, right? right. Because disease can mean illness, sickness, uh, what else is it saying? Infection. Uh, but sickness, having cancer is a form of sickness. But sure. being ill in the brain <laughs> is a form of sickness. You know, so doing something that you're addicted to that may cause illness in the brain, mm-hmm. illness in your heart, mm-hmm. anything, these are all, you know, underlining, I feel like, you know, in terms of it being disease, you know, I don't, I don't want to hit it head on, you know, just being stuck on that one word. But um, that's, you know, that was my opinion in terms of. Uh, no, I feel that, and like I said, I'm resistant to that. Can you take that off the table? They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, please. Thank you. Only uh, playoff teams on this table. Why did you thank me? I didn't take it off it. Because oh, I, I I know you're going to. <laughs> I know you thought about it, and you said, yeah, I, didn't I should. Think about it. I you got said, you. uh, I, got I should. Thank you. All right. Eagles, hopefully the Eagles won by the time y'all hear this. But, um, you know, I'm resistant to it. And I know a lot of other people that are resistant to labeling certain things disease. Right. Because a disease in most people's minds is like you're medically sick and there's nothing that you personally can do about the condition without medical treatment. And for some forms of addiction, if we want to label all addiction a disease, that's not necessarily true. Let's take, for instance, a, a PMO addiction, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are ways without medication, without, uh, we'll say, drugs or um, any severe medication that you can curb that, right? right? There are behavioral changes there that you can do. There are um, spiritual changes that you can do. There's all kind of other avenues that you wouldn't necessarily take the same approach to a terminal illness or, or a medically diagnosed disease like something like cancer, right? Or, um, you know, any of those kind of diseases. So that's why I'm a little bit resistant to the term because it kind of like, once you're labeled with a sickness, so to speak, or with a disease, it's like, all right, well, there's not really much I can do about it. This thing is happening to me right. rather than it being something that you're doing. That you can control. Exactly. I got And you. I think that, I think that it's in the interest of those who want to be enabled in their illness um, for us to interpret it that way mm. so that we don't try to change them. Mm. You see what I mean? But, it's, it's, but basically, <laughs> it's, it's in their best interest <laughs> that we see them that way. Like, this is happening to me, so right. stop asking me to stop smoking. Stop asking me to stop drinking. Stop asking me to stop. Even, you know, people say obesity is a disease. Right. Like, stop asking me to stop overeating because this is something happening to me rather than something that I'm doing, mm. right? And the addiction part of that is just our body receives positive feedback results when we when we partake in those things. Like I said, dopamine. Um, 
and that just motivates us and entices us and the pleasure they call it the uh, the the pleasure chemical in the brain because it triggers the pleasure responses and in our hedonistic society and culture that we have right mm -hmm. that's the thing that we strike on the most um i was watching a video a couple weeks ago where they were they were i think it was app developers or or angry birds or something like that they were talking about the engineers that design those games right they design it with a certain uh motion in mind i think it's like a thumb motion like this okay and they said the reason they do that is because of social media how you scroll every time you see a new post you get a little dopamine hit right so when your body does that it sends a trigger to your brain that's used to this motion and it just you know dopamine hits so now i got enough like inspiration or motivation to uh do it again to keep going to keep going absolutely and you don't know why you just are so addicted to this game even the advertisements for these games if you scroll through your timeline you're like oh this game is so addictive and they use that as like a selling point you know how what i mean you, how do you control your addiction <clears throat> how do i or how does how anyone i'm not really sure there's one way uh the first I'm, I'm at a point right now in my life personally where my first line of defense with everything is I try to take it the spiritual route. Right. You know As what I you mean? should. Because to me, everything else in addition to that is secondary, mm -hmm. right? Because if 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 God's not going to do nothing about it, then what's the point of me going anywhere else anyway? So that's where I always look at anything that I'm battling with or struggling with from a spiritual aspect first. Mm -hmm. And then I try to supplement that with things I can do in the natural that make me feel productive about whatever it is I'm dealing with. Right. Um. So I never try to go into anything without praying about it first and without, if I got to fast, if I got to do anything, because we all have addictions, man. And and I think that's, that's really the point of the episode that we wanted to bring up is not to condemn anyone in particular, but to just highlight the... Identify your addiction. Understanding and identification. Oh, man, we've been talking about that the last four episodes. And I know yeah. I've been getting on your nerves no, just yeah. within our private conversation, because how often do I bring that up? Well... You know what I mean? How but often but is it relevant? it's relevant. It, but it's it's always relevant. And I feel like that's the key to almost everything. You mm -hmm. know, and like you said, we're not condemning anybody because we all have addictions. Yeah. You know, um For sure. But it's being able to identify and say first, I mean, the person is that's smoking crack every day, right? You're gonna condemn him until he obviously stops smoking crack, right? Right. But if he or is even able if to he don't. or if even if he don't, but if he's able to identify and say, Listen, I have a problem. He might continue smoking crack, but he identified, said, I have a problem. I'm addicted to this drug. I want to check myself in the rehab. Mm -hmm. That's the start right there. So, you know, in terms of everything else, no matter what your addiction is in life, it's not always, like you said, a drug, mm -hmm. but you got to identify and say, okay, this is really a problem for me. Right. You and know? to me, that's where the real work starts because I used to think that once a person acknowledged that they had an issue. Because you got all these phrases floating in, in the ethos about, you know, if you do this, this will happen. And right. everybody's a genius. It's all these memes with these, you know, life lessons that people just live by. And they just... And you know why I hate that? This, this is what I hate about social media. And I'm gonna let you go. But this is what I hate about those memes, right? What? 50 million people posting the same meme as if they're living the same life <laughs> and the same thing applies to them. This yeah. meme says... Uh, you woke up this morning and you're talented and you're going to win today. <laughs> the person who wrote that doesn't even know you. Doesn't even know. <laughs> you know, but you're making this apply to you. Yeah. But don't read the Bible because it's written by 
dead white men. <laughs> so or, they say. So they say. Right. Okay. Right. And it's like, what? Right. You don't even know who wrote that. You don't even know what they meant. Right. Like, how many times do we get a word and think it means something and use it the wrong way? And use it. Like, we use words all the time. The person that meme you following, they they might not even have meant that. You know what I mean? And if you're not gonna, if you're just gonna apply random knowledge, then just be accepting to all of it. It's right. only count if it's on Facebook, but somebody can say that to you in a conversation and it don't mean or, nothing. Or only applies to where you're at in your life. What you mean? So you take a, a, a you take this meme, you know, that you felt like uh would 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 make you feel uh justifiable or okay about wherever you're at, mm -hmm. but won't take this meme <laughs> that might be telling you to fix your problem. Right. Mm. Right. And you know, I I posted the other day, because a lot of the stuff I'm seeing, right, just from people that I follow in the in this stuff that they repost, it's a lot of selfish stuff. Right. Like that and that's like cut everybody off. Yes. And, if it doesn't help you, it's no good. And it's just like all these people with New Year's resolutions. Self love, <laughs> self this, self that. I'm like, that's selfish. Right. Like, did everybody forget that word? Like, that's a thing. It's a such have thing we, as selfishness. Have we have we become addicted to ourselves? Pleasure. Have, have we become Ple pleasing ourselves? Have we become addicted go. to pleasing ourselves? Yeah. When I don't believe that nobody on this earth is here. To please themselves, like we're no. all here to serve. No, that's absolutely. why. We, that's what we need to take, you know, into consideration. No, but what's the culture teaching the exact opposite? Right. right. If a person, if a relationship is not stimulating you at that particular moment, then that means it's bad. I wish not we that get there's over something. Ourselves. Not that there's something about you that right. could be fixed, that could be improved to benefit others. Right. But anytime you got a problem, it's other people who are holding you back. Right. Right. Because and, and this is the thing about that. Everybody reads that meme. Let's say it's 10 of us sitting around this table and we all read the same meme or the same piece of paper, or whatever it is that says, if this other person is not getting along with you, then they're the problem. Right. No, everybody's going to internalize that and nobody's going to talk to each other. Nobody's going to nobody's going to talk to each other. It's like, oh, we're having a conflict. You're the problem. I'm on self-love. I'm, I'm about me. Exactly. It's when all if about you had me. something that said, you know treat others with empathy and understanding and mm -hmm. try to bridge gaps. Now everybody's talking to each other. I was in a conversation with somebody the other day and they uh, made the statement and said, what do we do? What did we do to get like this? Why are we like this? I said, Is that me? <laughs> I ask that all the time. I said, I said, but the real question truthfully should be, you need to replace we with me. Mm. Replace we with me. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it might sound funny. Why me like this? You know what I mean? Why me like this? But if you start asking yourself that, and if we get over ourselves, we'd be, we'd be better people at serving, at serving yeah. people. I, even, even in our relationship, I could be a better brother if I figure out what I can do to be a better brother and not critique how you need to be a better brother. Facts. You know what I mean? And even by doing that, like, that helps me. Right. You know what I mean? Because some people need to see it lived out to have it as, a, as an example. Some people need to feel the thing right. so that they can understand, so they can reciprocate, right? Because sometimes you might not have 
And I like you didn't learn how to rap before you saw somebody rapping. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You might have made it up on your own eventually. Right. But you heard somebody was given to you, so now you know how to give it back. Right. Right. We have an understanding of what's good and what's bad and what works or whatever. So that's the reciprocity that comes along with any kind of relationship or even just an association right. with another person or an idea or or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, and especially as men, you know. I say all the time, we got to go first, you know, in relationships, you know what I mean? As leaders. Men don't want to do that today. Well, I think there are probably always has, always has been men that that were reluctant to do so. Right. You know, myself included. I don't always want to go first. No, I mean. I, you know, you don't want to be the one to put yourself out there and, and, you know, possibly be vulnerable or, you know, look like desperate or whatever it is. But, you know, always say it's not courage if you ain't scared. This is what I, this is, and and I've been down that road before. Um, I'm actually still down that road, but in the process of you know making that transition. But when you don't want to put yourself out there, do these people really matter that you talking about? You don't really want to put yourself out there for. At the end of the day, they might, and and, that, and that's the truth is that they might, they they might, and matter to what level. Because at the end of the day, if we're talking about prosperity, if we're talking about becoming better, if we're talking about get, getting rid of bad habits or addictions, then if that's the ultimate goal, nobody should matter. Because that's what's going to help you as a, you know better as a person and then help you better serve other people. Like you said, that, that the change that you're making by letting all these things go, addictions, right? Sometimes just might be the change that the person that, you think matters needs to see in order to have a different yeah. outlook or approach it. Yeah, but the hard part for us human beings is that we don't get to know. Mm. We don't get to know if that works ever. Like that's real. We don't. We don't get the self gratification of seeing you know certain things come to fruition or or seeing our uh, our our visions come to life, so to speak, or our sacrifices. Right, we can do something nice for somebody, or 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 sow a seed into somebody, and never see the benefit. Not to say that there was or wasn't, but we and, don't get and, to know. And we do get glorification. We shouldn't, but we do. We and do. and I think that's an indicator of a wrong heart, mm. right? A wrong mm. heart about it. If if you not wrong heart, good heart, wrong intention. If the intentions is wrong, how's the heart good? Cause my thing is 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 if uh, you need if you need the gratification mm -hmm. to do it, then that's why you're doing it. You know what I mean? It has to be part of. And I won't say that's all of it, but it right. has to be part of why you do it. If you need the gratification to feel like it's worth it, that's true. Like being in a place within your own heart where doing that thing, whatever it is, helping somebody out, giving to somebody else, is enough. In of itself, right. whether you see reap the benefits of it or not, right? That's to me. That's that's where ideally you should be when it comes to a spirit of service mm. or a spirit of giving. Same thing, right? When it doesn't necessarily matter, right? And it's like we talked about in the last episode: is you know managing your expectations. So if you don't ever expect anything back, anytime you get something back, it's like wow. You can you, really appreciate you, it. Yeah, you're not even. But right. if every time you you give out something, you're expecting something in return, you're not going to get it all the time. So you're setting yourself up for that disappointment. And if you just give freely, or give what you have, or when you can, 
right? Not not begrudgingly. Right. That's what the Bible teaches is don't give begrudgingly when it comes to offering, right? Not under compulsion, which right. is why tithes is unbiblical, right? In the modern sense. Tithes right? is unbiblical? Yeah, in the modern sense. We shouldn't still be paying tithes according to the Bible because okay. that was Old Testament Jewish law. Mm. But a lot of Christians preach that now. Now, it does say offering, right? Because we should always give, but it says not under compulsion, not being compelled to give. And um, should give with a cheerful heart. So if, I, if I'm if i not cheerful about what I'm giving, if I'm giving begrudgingly, then I shouldn't be giving. Mm. But because of the business that the church has become, I think that's a tough message to preach because a lot of people with our hearts will scapegoat and say, well, I feel well, begrudgingly. I'm not, you know, I'm not giving anything. Yeah. And, and it's know, hard. It's, it's the hard. Old Testament. Yeah. The church goes down. It's your fault. You, you yeah. got to keep it up. The Old Testament. Yeah, you know, but so it's it's a hard place to be. But I what mean, do you think? What do you think? Um, what do you think? A lot of people. What are you noticing about people's addictions? What do you, what do you feel like our biggest weaknesses are, in today? I mean, you got some people that are addicted to pain. You got you got people that are addicted to misery. What do you What do you think the biggest addiction problem? Um, is so when I observe, and, or is an, there one a, as an observant person? I I pay attention to how people watch, and I pay attention. I'm big on psychology, right? I like oh, to I see. Know. That's why we could talk, <laughs> right? Though. I like to see how people think, what they think, um, and I debate to get to the bottom to see how strongly people believe. You like to pick people's brain, yeah? You like pissing people off. You piss me off. Sometimes. I don't like it. Well. <laughs> Let me be honest. You do. It's I not know that you. I like it. I I get um you don't want anybody to just hit you upside the head with anything. Right. I like real. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get underneath the facade sometimes if I'm interested. If right. I'm interested in having a conversation, if I'm interested in getting to know a person, right. I want to dig beneath the surface because I understand that we all have an outer layer. That's correct. And I don't mind your outer layer. Mm -hmm. You can keep your outer layer. But I am going to dig a little bit beneath that. Right. And it might push your buttons a little bit, but it's not it's not purely, it's not purely to upset you. Okay. It just circumstantially upsets you. Right. <laughs> because right. some people don't they're uncomfortable with that. And they're right. like, oh, what are you doing? But anyway, um, from my observation, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it is the culture, man. And 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 I just see too much affirmation. Like you can't complain about the world being in the bad state that it's in at the same time, encouraging people to continue doing what they're doing. Mm. So if the world is a bad place and we got a lot of issues, then that means that we need to change, repent from what we're doing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You might not even consider it sinful or somebody you know might not consider it sinful. But if you're doing, if the world is in a bad condition now, the only way to get it out of that bad condition is to stop doing whatever it is we're doing. Now we understand that intellectually, but what the culture is telling us is that anything that you're doing there's good in it, right? right? No matter what it is, right? Body positivity. You could be 400 pounds, love me the way that I am, have diabetes, have all type of health issues, but just love yourself for who you are, right? You can be uh, like sex addict, sleeping around with everybody, got all type of diseases, no stable love life, but society's gonna tell, oh, well, this, that's you're just you a sexual, this is just a sexual minority. And people need to understand that you have this and like not do anything about it, not change, right? Uh, eating disorders. There's some people that that's addicted that got body dysmorphia. 
right. not on the obesity side, but on the um, fitness side. On the fitness, right. Bodybuilders, they just keep building and building and building because they think that they look small or they look weak and they just, you know, to the point they can't even walk, put their shoulders down. Right. Working at T-Mobile, hello. <laughs> Kevin Hart, look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I just, it saddens me and it scares me that, you know, all of the bad, well, a lot of the bad things or the difficult things that people struggle with, you know, we have a culture that's like pushing it and saying, go further, go further. Like, I'm miserable, I'm lonely. All right, well, do more of the things that make you that's that going to cause you to be miserable right. and lonely. And then next thing you know, it's suicide. It's oxymoron, man. It's an oxymoron. We running people into a hole in the wall. Thank you.